Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, welcome to an Oh God, What Now emergency cast. I'm Andrew Harrison. Remember how we told you we're going to start doing a podcast twice a week? We hadn't thought about doing it twice a day. Quasi's in the Kazi. The Chancellor has been thrown under the trust bus as the Lady Jane Grey of politics, 38 days as Chancellor. The corporation tax cut is gone. Jeremy Hunt is the new Chancellor. I thought he disappeared in season one. It's the return of the emergency cast. And with us, we've got Naomi Smith of Best of Britain. Hey, Naomi. Hey, it's so good to be back. It's been a couple of months at least. It's been far, far too long. And what a splendid day to bring you back. It's one of those things that's both a surprise and not remotely a surprise. <laughs> what was the straw that broke the Quarteng's back? Oh, Liz Truss's career, uh, undoubtedly. Huge numbers of rumours about, you know, men in grey coat circling, that the the party has decided this is an unmitigated disaster. And so her last roll of the dice to save her own skin was to say, okay, well, I'll get rid of the guy who announced this failed mini budget and replace him with somebody you approve of. The guy that announced my policy must go. Indeed, indeed. I mean, it is just incredible. I mean, she is such an amateur, such an amateur. I cannot believe how bad that speech and press very short press conference was. This was the highest stakes speech of her life. And I am utterly shocked that she did not even try to rise to the occasion or that if she tried, she so spectacularly failed. She spoke to, to the abstract markets. She did not speak to her MPs. She did not allay the fears of her own backbenchers. She did not allay the fears of voters. She was speaking to an oddly abstract market in a very, very robotic way. And at the time of recording, the markets have not reacted well and Sterling is on the slide off the back of that. So it didn't, I think, set out to achieve anything she hoped it might. I mean, it is a slightly side issue, but I mean, both their speeches at conference were really short as well, as if, as if somehow there's nothing really there. They're if... out of touch, they're tone deaf. The disconnect between them and reality is just unbelievable. I mean, we knew she was bad, we knew she'd be terrible, but she surpassed any of those expectations. Well, it's, it's Greg Hans that I feel sorry for, forced to do the rounds this morning, defending the indefensible, having Nick Robinson read his tweets, telling him what a terrible disaster exactly this would be, and then him defending exactly this. Is there a point at which even the Conservative Party goes, you know what, we've had enough of this shit? Yeah, of course. And you'll have noticed that of the, I think, four journalists she did take questions from, so uh, Ben Riley-Smith at The Telegraph... Harry Cole at The Sun, Chris Mason, obviously from BBC, Rob Peston from ITV, all men, you know, no no women did she take a question from, but pretty much all of them asked the same question, which is, why aren't you going? You know, you, you jointly owned this mission, the delivery of it 
you've thrown him under a bus over it. Why do you still have the credibility to stay on? Um, the same answer for every single one, though at some point uh, she said to Chris Mason, oh, well, I've brought in Jeremy Hunt now. I, I know I don't have any credibility. I'm hoping he does and he saves us. Um, and, uh, and, and Rob Peston said that Philip Hammond, former chancellor, had said that she's trashed the conservative election message on economic competence and will you now apologize to your party and it was pretty much at that stage that she just bolted off and took no further questions just repeating before then we're going to deliver the mission in a different way deliver the mission in a different way and of course the substance was only that she would commit to the corporation tax uplift uh, that had been proposed under the previous uh, government so a big u-turn for her uh, representing 18 billion a year so no small fry but it was baked in it had been long since trailed that that's what the u-turn was going to be so we're down to 25 billion of unfunded tax cuts from the 45 billion of the dim and distant past of a week ago that's still a hell of a lot and you're just talking about how the markets have reacted there the markets uh, and the pound seem to be behaving quite emolliently this morning while Kwasang sacking was being trailed and you're saying that they're now reacting badly again. Yes, I don't know what's happened since I've been recording with you, but certainly immediately after her speech and up until about three minutes before we started to record, it looked like Sterling was really quite seriously nosediving. It may, of course, have stabilised or begun to rise again since, I don't know. But there certainly wasn't an immediate bounce and cheer from her fabled markets which she's been hoist by her own petard over, reacting in a good way to what they'd heard. Um, there was, of course, also a lot of talk about spending growing less rapidly uh, than planned. So we, we really are hearing more real terms cuts to public uh, spending coming through from them um, and uh, a commitment that it will be Jeremy Hunt that will deliver this ambitious midterm fiscal plan on Halloween on the 31st of October. What did you make of Kwarteng's resignation letter, which was very much, I have implemented your vision and done the things that you wanted? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you and I have had the same reaction to it, Andrew. No contrition uh, whatsoever. Lots of rumours that he is not the kind of person that would go quietly into the night, uh, that he will be licking his wounds. And she was pretty complimentary towards him during her speech, certainly didn't sort of go for the jugular and, and try and blame him and absolve herself from it. People speculating is that because she is frightened about what he might do in order to try and bring her down with him. But then that begs the question why she was sufficiently unfearful to sack him but then too fearful to 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 really lay more of the blame at him than she seemed to do i particularly enjoyed her reply to his letter which was somehow signed by quasi quarteng they can't (laughs) even get this right uh, in which she said she was deeply sorry that he'd gone she had sacked him she's deeply sorry my favorite line was you've been chancellor in extraordinarily challenging times in the face of severe global headwinds that you caused, you both caused these headwinds. This is all your yeah, fault. Yeah, well yeah. done for setting the house on yeah, fire. You were yeah. so brave to stay in it. I know. I mean, her 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 shtick was, and his, you know, we're right. We think we're right. We know you're right. We're right. But you know, the markets just aren't able to keep pace with our brilliant fast thinking. But well, she did say that uh, she thought he'd put the national interest first, which means hasn't she just thereby admitted that her policy is against the national interest? Indeed, indeed. And repeatedly said, you know, as Prime Minister, I will always act in the national interest. 
Um, I know it is my responsibility and I am determined to get us through all of this. But I mean, as, as you say, she's the chief architect uh, of much of the turmoil we find ourselves in, no matter how much she professes that it is uh, largely global factors and the Russian invasion of Ukraine causing it all come off it. vast majority of the turmoil has been caused by her and her former chancellor's plans that they were very, very wedded to. And this sort of 55 Tufton Street market fundamentalism policy approach, which on its first outing has been roundly rejected by, guess who? The markets. This idea that Jerry Hunt can come along and, and sort of prosecute the same agenda. Jerry Hunt is not going to push on IEA economics, is he? Is he? I mean, this guy is supposedly, you know, from the soft Tory uh, side of the party. Fancied himself as a leader at one point. Certainly wouldn't want to go down with this particular ship. Certainly won't have ruled himself out of getting the big job at some point in the future either. We don't know which MPs or party grandees and donors have foisted his promotion onto her. Uh, But you're right, we would expect that he would not continue with the budget as uh, originally conceived by the likes of Kwarteng and Trust, that he'll be rapidly making some changes. There have been quite a few other shifts around uh, roles and and, and responsibilities today. I mean, Chris Philp out of the Treasury, he was um, Chief Secretary to the Treasury. He's now gone to pay Master General and the Cabinet Officers outside. So they'll be getting together a new team that is acceptable to hunt and they'll be having a think about how to square this circle and deliver what trust calls is you know this mission for growth 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 over the medium term but in a way that is going to appeal to not only the markets but this increasingly fractious coalition of chaos that is the modern day conservative party Trussonomics is now reduced to little more than a, a tattered slogan. She's imprisoned with a chancellor that she didn't choose, that is not from the same wing of her party, probably, as you say, imposed by uh, certain of the big figures in the shadows of the Conservative Party. Well, did you what? see Michael Gove? I try not to. What happened? He did a tweet this morning out and about, you know, doing one of those where a politician dons a high-vis and has a you know photo taken. And it was something like, um, great to see that we are dealing with trip hazards here today. <laughs> should, they, they should all be resolved by mid-November. In the most pointed, <laughs> barely concealed threads, trolling her uh, for, for all she's worth. So perhaps he was uh, part of the installation of Jeremy Hunt. So all these things have happened. She's a sec- effectively her platform has gone. What's the point of Liz Truss now? Who who is left to support her? It's a matter of time, Andrew. I cannot see how she clings on. I do not see her still being prime minister by the end of the year. I think things will happen quickly. The one thing we can rely on the Conservatives for is sheer bloody ruthlessness. Uh, they will not stand uh, f- for the status quo that the polls are showing now for the last few weeks of uh, you know 25 to 30 point leads for the Labour Party. They will act. They are acting. Today was the first of it. It wasn't enough. Certainly wasn't enough. As I said, her performance was dire by every measure. The, the tone and the delivery was robotic, but the content, given how high the stakes were, was just unbelievable. She did not seek to soothe the concerns of her MPs. 
she certainly did nothing to soothe the concerns of the ordinary taxpayer. So uh, I think it is it is a matter of weeks before she is gone. I've heard from various people that it might even be a matter of days. Yes, there's it a lot of rumour that it's middle of next week that they will have knifed her by. It's a good time to take your podcast uh, twice a week, though, isn't it? I mean, that, <laughs> we, we are the growth agenda now. It's only us carrying British growth forward. I mean, who knew that Kwasi Kwarteng was also a member of the anti-growth coalition who needed to be ousted, but... I think he bought one of our mugs. The former Permanent Secretary of the Treasury, Nick McPherson, said all credit to Bailey of the Bank of England, whose Friday deadline has forced the government to adopt a more orthodox economic policy and thus restore order to the markets. Has the Bank of England just successfully rickrolled the Prime Minister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they set the deadline um, and they exercised their power. And if, if you're independent, you are able to. Long live the Bank of England independence. It's a bit much when you're waiting for the uh, shadowy bankers and puppet masters to come to all of our rescue. <laughs> Quite. And yeah, and let's see uh, how, how Labour reacts. I suspect at the moment, don't interrupt your enemy while they're making a mistake. Give them enough rope to hang themselves with and watch them watch them go. And we'll see as and when um, that very now obvious government in waiting comes forward with something to soothe all our worries and tell us how much better it's going to be under them and what lovely plans they've got for turning this shit show around. For as long as this podcast has existed, we've been saying, can you think of a more chaotic day of absolute ineptitude? <laughs> and we, we seem to say it about every three weeks. But this one seems to be on another level. What's the fastest time a, a chancellor got defenestrated in the past? Well, I can't remember. N- none, one died um, uh, in slightly shorter order than Kwarteng. Uh, has been in post, so he's sort of shy of 30 days. I think yeah. McLeod... Not really, not really their fault. Chancellor McLeod died on the job after 30-something <laughs> days. But no, I mean, this is this is really very, very extraordinary. Uh, you know, Zahawi as interim lasted twice as long. Um, so so this, is, this is unprecedented. She has attempted to fail fast and be able to turn things around. I think she's just failed fast and failed. Well, she said she'd hit the ground. <laughs> And she's hit the ground. And taken um, sterling with it. And taken sterling with it. Nomi, thank you for joining me on Friday afternoon. I'm just going to check if the first five minutes of the podcast are now out of date. I'm just going to hold on. I'm just going to quickly check the market. Hang on. Business. Business home. So sterling's down 1% against the dollar. It's not exactly a surging recovery, is it? We're probably in for more of this. Yep. <laughs> well, it's all to look forward to on the first Tuesday edition of Oh God, What Now? with you on Tuesday morning or Monday night if you're a Patreon backer. Naomi, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. It's really lovely to be back and hello to all our lovely listeners. Don't be a stranger. Come back again soon. Listeners, thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week when God knows what might have happened, possibly even a new Prime Minister. See you then. (laughs) 